I'm yeah. I'm a freaking weirdo. I'm a crazy goat lady. I love miniature goats. I love chickens. Like I've got all these weird, crazy interests. And I just started just letting my inner weirdo shine, right? And this is the equation that I came up with right now. Okay. Reps plus environment equals confidence and progress. Uh -huh. For us, the operational aspect is not it's not a lift. Like we, we set it up in a way where it's very easy to produce consistently. Uh, there's a system behind so we don't run out of gas. So that's another one. AKA, uh, get your brother to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Are you ready, Fonzie? I'm ready. Let's do this. All right, here we go. We've got some hey, I'm Luis. And this is Luis. And uh, welcome to the before. Content is Profit <laughs> podcast. And in here, you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a great time the goal of this podcast is simple to entertain educate and turn your content into profit Ooh, yes. let's go that was good that was, that was, was that the new intro that is the new intro um i have to rewrite that you, initial you, sentence because like you were kind of laughing at the beginning and this is louise <laughs> you're like what <laughs> what's happening uh anyways today fancy we have a special topic tell me tell me what, what we're gonna be talking about today <laughs> I need to slow down. I yeah, need to slow, slow down. down. <laughs> yeah, I, I know you're confused. You're confused because you're only hearing from one side. We so, we got these new headphones. We're testing them. <laughs> so you know, some things might might change. It feels off a little bit. But Just put that out there. You you'll see why. Today, guys, we're talking all about entrepreneurship and publishing as an introvert. Yeah. I know. Just, just, just know. I mean, the things that this person has done is incredible. And we're going to share them in just a second. But yes, you are right. We are back with a brand new episode of Content is Profit with another incredible guest. And today, we're rocking our new pair of beats thanks to Hotspot Podcast Network and Hotspot Creator Programs, baby. Let's go. There's some kinks I need to work with the equipment, but, you know, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, we, we definitely <laughs> need to prep a little bit better, you know, plug the Test the connections and all that stuff. We but just got him like five minutes ago, so we're like, let's just rock him today. So far, they're pretty awesome. Yeah. If you will see the video, you can you can see the the naming and everything. There we go, guys. But today's guest is someone that has broken beyond the challenges of introverted shyness to become an author, public speaker, and of course, a podcaster. Not just that, she's a master networker that thrives by building powerful and meaningful relationships, which we know is the key to building a strong business that is right please welcome author of overcoming awkward <laughs> now you know why i talked about the word awkward and host of the juggling without balls podcast monica, monica parking hello awesome. monica thank you welcome I'm excited to be here. Thank you. We're, you can tell we are extremely excited too. We were getting all nervous, you know, <laughs> dropping the inexistent balls around. We're like, oh my gosh, what are we doing today? And it's all because we are in presence of greatness. <laughs> Monica, I am super excited to dive in into the conversation a little bit. You know, you have a little book in the background there. So for those I like do. listening, please go. Can you can you tell us like what the what the book? Yeah, it's called, uh, well, you mentioned it, Overcoming Awkward, the Introvert's Guide to Networking, Marketing, and Sales. I was uh, sitting around in the pandemic one day um, thinking, well, um, I don't have to do this morning commute, this afternoon commute. I'm scrolling through social media, and I see this thing for a 30-day book writing challenge. And I was like, ooh, I've got an hour in the morning, an hour in the afternoon. Like, this sounds really interesting. And the, so I signed up for it. But the first assignment on the first day was 
like figure out what your book's going to be about. And I'm like, oh, shoot, like I have no idea. I have nothing. And then it was like, well, what's a challenge that you've overcome? And then immediately, mm. obviously, it came to me because, I, you know, I may not look like that person now, but I was just totally socially awkward, shy, like my first networking event I ever had to go to. I walked in the door, turned around, looked around and went back out to my car. And I was like, can I phone in sick? Like, what do I do here? Right. So, mm. yeah. So that's where the, the book came from. Oh, that, that's awesome. By the way. Amazing. 30 days and you wrote a book. So there's some people that spend like years or they spend years thinking about writing a book or, you know, there's there's so many things. And I think in our connection call, we talked a little bit about removing that friction and we're like, oh, my gosh, like this is this is so awesome. So I'm very interested. Like um, what may you actually take that leap and be like, I'm ready. Right. Like you well, saw. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I think it was having that 30 day deadline, right? If it was a year or two years, I would just put it off and put it off, put it off. I'm one of those people. I have a little ADHD, but I work really good with like a tight deadline. And the closer the deadline gets, the harder I work. So having that like 30 day deadline in front of me, I just had to like hunker down and, and do it and, and pull stuff out in a way that I maybe I wouldn't have before. And then being a speaker, I actually did a lot of writing audibly. So I would record yeah. um, myself talking and then go back and transcribe it. Or I just put on some music and set the timer and just like, just type whatever, regurge whatever came out for 10 minutes and then edit it later. That's mm. awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. I'm, I'm pretty curious. Like when did you notice being an introverted maybe wasn't, um, I don't want to say wasn't, but you probably noticed that it couldn't be beneficial in certain environments, you know, or when did you notice the need of maybe stepping a little bit more outside of your comfort zone in terms of business? Yeah, I, well, I'm going to say for like the first 35 years of my life, it served me beautifully. I was like, this is the best <laughs> thing ever. I don't know why everyone's not an introvert. You just stay home. You don't talk to people like no stress, no drama. It's the best thing ever. Uh, but then I'd been working with this mortgage broker and we'd done everything by like phone and email. And I was like, this is a perfect career. I can just stay home and talk to people by email. Like yeah. I didn't get the memo that that's not actually everything a mortgage broker does. So I went <laughs> and I took the course and I'm all excited. And, you know, I go to sign up with a brokerage and they're like, you know, you're gonna, you need to go there and build relationships. You're gonna have to talk to people. You're gonna have to bring business in. And I was like, what? Like, huh? Nobody told me this. Like someone should have told me this before I took the course. And that was when I realized like what I thought was this awesome thing that I loved about myself was now kind of going to be a bit of a handicap if I didn't do mm. some work. Yeah, absolutely. How, how, and how did that work look like at the very beginning? Because I'm sure it was very challenging, right? I mean, from our point of view, when we started, you know, producing the podcast the very first time, it was scary. We, you know, I personally would get the what I call the sweaty pits mm -hmm. because I'll be nervous of sharing my messages, like speaking out loud to a potential audience because we didn't even have an audience at that time. Right. And I was just making it all up and I was just getting all nervous. I can't even imagine how it feels, you know, being fully an introvert and then having all of a sudden to step out into the real world, into the real world and, you know, build these relationships. How did that work look like? Yeah. And I'm not kidding when I say I almost quit a few times, right? Like I literally almost quit. Mm. It was so terrifying. I would lay awake at night, but you know, I guess I kind of had to do that little mind shift thing and, and a, I had to do it little tiny baby steps. So it wasn't overwhelming. Uh, and B, I just kept telling myself like, just try it for a month. Right. And at the end of the month, if, if you can't do it, then you can quit. And I get to the end of that month and I go one more month. Right. If I'd said this is going to be your career for the rest of your life or whatever, then I would have just melted down. Um, so I had to break it into to little, little tiny steps. So mm. 
I go back for one second of that networking event, because that was the first freaky thing I did, um, went back out to the car, sat there for a few minutes thinking about how am I going to get out of this? And my coworker shows up. And so I'm like, well, now I can't get out of it. I got to go in. I got to do it. <laughs> so I'm walking around that room and I'm thinking, well, how do you do this networking thing? You're supposed to shake people's hands. You tell them all about your business. So I'm like shaking people's hands. I can get you the best interest rate. I'm sell, sell, sell myself. And I'm thinking I did awesome. Like I just killed it. Right. And then I get home at the end of the night and I'm, I'm looking at all these business cards in my hand and I'm like, well, I don't know these people. Like, what am I going to do with these? And I, I throw them in the fire. And as I'm doing that, I'm like, Oh, if I'm throwing out their business cards, (laughs) they're throwing out mine. Like that (laughs) thing I just did that was super hard. Probably didn't do anything for my business. And and that was when I was like, you know what? There's gotta be a different way. I don't know what it is, but there's gotta be a different way to do this. Yeah. Mm. I I love that epiphany. That moment yeah. when you're like, you just like, you can see the light bulb just come on and you're just like, oh. you're just like that, dive into the fire. Like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I, when Fonzie was saying like he's experienced when we started publishing, I, if I say I would relate to that, I think I would be lying because I, you know, I think like, cause you're more of an extrovert. I am more of an extrovert, right? Like initially. And, and, uh, I think I've always chased those moments where like I need to be in front of people or I need to be like telling a bad joke or whatever. Right. Like it's like, it's those situations. If it's like an unknown situation, I might go in with more, more caution, but, um, it, like to me, my personal story was like, I'm going to talk to the mic and then I hear my voice and it was like, amazing. Like, I loved it. I was like, what? Right. And people are like, what are you insane? Uh, <laughs> what is wrong with you? I know. What's wrong with you? I'm just going to say that sounded so self-centered, but I'm not going to lie that that was both our reactions. That, that was, that, that was, that was <laughs> yeah. true. I mean, it was like, man, this radio voice is kind of cool. <laughs> it's kind of cool. And, uh, and you know, like it, it came, I think the fear for the fear, I think that's the right word came with not the act of doing the thing, but thinking about what other people were going to say like that already knew us. I think like it came more from that side than actually doing the thing. So uh, when when I hear you speak or when Fonsi share his story, like I see like a, an, an extra layer to that. So, so I had a hard time with the message side of things initially, right? With like, do we actually believe in what we're saying? Do we actually like believe in this thing? Do we actually see the results of the, of the processes that we share every single day? Uh, initially that was my friction point. It was not the act of, of saying it. So do you notice that too, as well as an introvert where it's like this, like double layer, or it's like this mountain that you like have to climb because there's a lot of business owners out there, right? That I, I understand that they know, but they might not be like me that I don't have that initial future. So I'm very curious, like what are some, some steps like that you did to overcome those initial layers, right? Of introvert. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think there is another whole layer, right? So the layer you're talking about is that fear of judgment, fear of meeting other people's expectations. And then as an introvert, because you don't go out much and you don't talk to a lot of people, I actually physically didn't know what to do. Like, how long is too long to maintain eye contact? Like, where do I put my hands? Where do I stand? When do I move on to the next person? Like, what's funny? Not not, like, Mm. is this too deep of a question? Is it too shallow? Like, how do you navigate the small talk thing? Like, there was just so many things that were overwhelming for me on top of the stuff you're talking about, like, well, what if people don't like it or what if they judge me or, or whatever. Right. Um, And so I reached out, well, one of the pieces of advice, it sounds the corniest, but it was the best advice I ever got. And people are just going to roll their eyes when I tell you this, I'm just going to warn you ahead of time. But (laughs) so I reached out to people that were just killing it in my industry that were doing really well. And I'm like, like, what do you do? Do you buy leads? Do you find ads? Like what I'm doing everything? Nothing's working. And they're like, 
you know, you just got to be yourself. Right. And I was like, oh, this is just crap. Like I <laughs> so regret phoning you. Right. And, and then I phoned the next one. They said the same thing. And I was just like, I was, I remember stomping around the house, being mad, talking to my husband, like, did you just like be yourself? Blah, blah, blah. Like I want some real advice. Right. Yeah. But then I thought about it and I'm like, well, I'll just, try it right so instead of going on social media and talking about why i'm so great at my business or i can give you the best interest rate or trying to sell people something i started like just being me like i'm yeah. i'm a freaking weirdo i'm a crazy goat lady <laughs> i love miniature goats i love chickens like i've got all yeah. these weird crazy interests and i just started just letting my inner weirdo shine right and people started to connect to that in a way that like like I was showing people a part of me that I've never showed before and, and people were connecting me with me in a way that I've never been, you know, that they mm. haven't before and, and then connecting me to my business. So I always use the hashtag mortgage Monica because I happen to be in the mortgage business, but then I post pictures of me with my goats or talking, whatever those things are that make me, me. And I knew this was, it wasn't a, like I went into the vet one day with my little baby goats. I dropped them off. They said, come back in an hour. We're super busy. So I come back in an hour and they're like, hey, are you mortgage Monica? Is that you? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? They're like, three people came in today and said, like, those are mortgage Monica's goats. That's Firecotch. <laughs> and that's Caramel. And I've seen her all over Instagram. Like, is she here? And it was just funny that, you know, as soon as you actually get to, to be you, whoever you are, and have real conversations with people, that's when, you know, all those barriers come down, you get less nervous, they feel more of a connection to you. And, you know, that's kind of where the magic starts to happen. Uh, do, do you remember the first time that you are you, that you're like, you know, screw this, I'm gonna share about the goats. <laughs> do you remember like the, the first like maybe piece of content that you put out there? Like yeah, honestly, it was a picture of me and my gumboots out in the barn and like three inches of goat poop. Like I won't say the <laughs> S word on your show, but it was just like, hey, yeah, this is me. This is how I hang out at the end of the day. And you know, I had more likes, more comments. I had yeah. someone reach out to me, go, hey, I hear you're a mortgage broker. I got a farm property. It looks like you have a farm. Can you help me out with that? Like. I wasn't even asking for business. I was just like, this is who I am, dude. Like, just, you know, and uh, yeah, it was really cool. That is so cool. They, have you made the goats part of your brand now? They have become part of my brand. When I see people now, even like, I just went to go yeah. speak in Toronto. Like, I live nine hours from there on the other side of the country. And someone's like, I wasn't going to come. And then I heard the goat lady was coming. The goat lady. You're the goat lady, right? And like, they don't even know my name. They just know I'm like That's the crazy goat funny. lady. That's yeah. funny. That is very funny. Uh, and, I, and I love it. Yeah, I I mean, I think there's a, a few key points here for people to understand. First is, you know, that a little bit, yes, it is cliche advice, but be yourself, right? And we actually talked here on the show a few times before about the, the three piece of differentiation, right? Like, how can you differentiate yourself in the marketplace? Uh, it can be your product. It can be so unique that just the product itself, you know, can be a cause of differentiation. It can be your processes, right? You can actually be delivering the same thing as another company, but your process can make you very unique in the way you do this. And the third one is personality. Just lean in on who you really are. And it sounds like that is the way you have been able to, you know, craft your brand, right? You lean into who you are. You're like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to show myself into the world. I'm going to share what I love, what I enjoy, the goats, right? And now people know you. 
I mean, as the gold lady, some some people, right? <laughs> and that's how you, at least that's how you start your brand, right? And then Absolutely. if you're not good at what you do, it doesn't matter how funny your personality is or how unique you are. It's just, it's not going to stick, right? You're going to throw stuff at the wall and it's going to fall off. But if, yeah, if you can do those three things, have the great product, have the great brand and be really good at what you do. Because I tell people that it doesn't matter, like, A, it doesn't matter how good you are at what you do if people don't know who you are. It doesn't matter how great your personality yeah. is if you're really bad at what you do like you've got to tie the two of those things together but yeah. when you get both those pieces like you're just on fire yeah yeah absolutely. absolutely i mean i'm not gonna lie like we use or same name <laughs> as leverage every single time that we meet somebody right yeah. and now people when they see us they're like oh you guys are luis and luis the brothers <laughs> with the same freaking name and we're like yeah. yes thank you mom we really appreciate <laughs> it right great marketing move but it is that at the end of the day, are you doing a good job when it comes to fulfillment and when you, it comes to actually helping uh, your clients? Because, yes, differentiating yourself is only going to take you so far. You might manage to get people's attention, but then how are you holding on to that attention? Right. And I'm curious, let's say you start these interactions, right? You're introvert, but now you're opening up, you start building more relationships. What are you doing as an introvert then to keep those relationships and maintain them because it takes an effort, right? It takes effort and yeah. intention to build relationships. It does. Yeah. And one of the things I've figured out along the way, um, like just if you look at the research around introverts versus extroverts, like one isn't better. They're both can be extremely amazing at what they do. Look at you guys at dynamic duo here, but <laughs> one of the places that introverts shine is really deep listening. Like maybe they're not talking so much, but they can listen really deeply. And when they listen really deeply, they hear problems. When they hear problems, then they think deeply and they come up with solutions. So they're really mm. good problem solvers. So they may take a little longer to get that relationship started, but once they get it going, it's a it's a deep, meaningful relationship. Yeah. Um, so so maybe I only make three or four relationships a month. I don't work a room and, and make 20 best friends in the same night. But once I connect with those people, I can just keep that, keep that going with yeah. this meaningful interactions. Uh I think. I, lo I love this, right? Because we've gone into places and we've thought strategically um, who maybe we need to meet, like who we need to actually pay attention to, depending on like what the room is. We recently came out of um, one one of the biggest events that we've been since COVID happened. And, uh, you know, the whole focus was let's just continue to develop the relationships that we built over the show, right? Like it, there was a ton of amazing content, but for us, the most valuable thing was reconnecting with the people that came into our show that we've connected before and we maybe heard a couple of sessions and we were able to speak as well but with that strategic approach right um sometimes we we fall into these buckets of labeling of like hey i'm an extrovert or hey i'm an introvert and then we we go and we act that way but i, I personally feel that there's there's a middle ground there's a gray ground that you can still develop like if if uh, me as an extrovert i can still develop some of those some of that aptitude uh, from an introvert, right? Be like, okay, they're great listeners. Maybe I should be paying more attention to very specific relationships that I'm that I'm forming, right? That's something that that we've been able to to do with the show at scale. Where it's like, okay, who are the people that we really want to connect with? Like, why? Like, th there's different things, right? And I think it's like working the 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 the, the room of the world. What are yeah. your thoughts on that? Like, are you like uh like I'm an introvert and this is what I own and this is what I do and I don't deviate from here? Or honestly, I think over time I become an omnivert. Like I, I, I'm not truly an extrovert, but I can mimic an extrovert, right? Like I can totally get into that headspace and enjoy myself. But I also, 
spend a lot of time now focusing, and I think you guys do this too, but how can I connect people to other people, right? Like, how can I help you grow your business? And then that reciprocity thing comes back to me, right? I don't go, how can I help you thinking you're going to do something in return for me? But whenever you do that, yeah. like it kind of naturally flows back to you. And the other thing is like, people notice people who notice them, right? Like when you, when I reach out to someone, go, oh my God, I saw your talk. It was awesome, blah, blah, blah. Or I went to your restaurant. I had a meal. It was fantastic. And I leave a review. All of a sudden I'm on their radar. Like I didn't do it to get on their radar, but when yeah, someone compliments yeah. you, when they notice you and they do something to elevate you, all of a sudden, like, it's just human nature. Like you just, they become more likable to you. Right. And you get, you have an interest in what they're doing. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Connecting people has been, uh, I mean, it's a joy, honestly. It's pretty nice to see connecting somebody and then actually seeing them build that relationship. But from the business standpoint, it is, I will say, one of the probably most underutilized or talked uh, strategies, if you want to put it out there, right? But honestly, like we don't even see it as, as a strategy. We just see it as, you're cool. And your relationship with this person could potentially benefit each other. Let's connect you guys, right? Yeah. So I want to encourage, you know, the listener right now to think about those relationships that you guys are keeping close, that you guys are nurturing and think about who can I introduce them that can make their life a little bit better. And it, honestly, it's a bit, a great way uh, to nurture their relationships because pretty much every time you're going to, they talk to that other person that you're introducing them, they're going to think about you because they're... Oh, Oh, go ahead, please. Yeah, no, I was just going to say exactly, right? Like someone else introduced me to to you or you and I to each other. We got an email and oh my gosh, the name's falling out of my head right now. So Steve, now Steve. Hey. Steve, that's who it was. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And so every time I think about this podcast, I think about him, right? And and thinking about, well, how, you know, how can I help him out sometime or whatever, but yep. not doing it because of that. But yeah. And, um, and then the other thing I wanted to mention too, like as in, like I used to fear connection, right? I used to be afraid of relationships. Like if it's going to be more stress, it's going to be drama. It's going to be one more person I got to keep in touch with. But somewhere over the way, along the way, like I look forward to connection. I actually yeah. find joy in connection. Now I wake up in the morning and go, who can I connect to today? Because it's mm. like, it brings me joy rather than something to be afraid of. Absolutely. I'm, I'm curious, is your main business right now just the mortgages or like have you diversified to like public speaking as well? Totally diversified. I actually don't do what we call underwriting mortgages anymore. We work directly with clients and do their stuff. Mm. I actually just do business development for the brokerage. So I go out and build relationships, talk to people, and then I hand those off to someone else that actually wants, you know, wants the business, wants to do the work. And and now I do more public speaking, um, you know, marketing the book, public speaking, my podcast, stuff that brings me joy, which is funny because all the stuff that I used to be afraid of is the stuff that I most look forward to in my day now. And that was, I think, just taking little baby steps and then noticing what worked about it. Like for me, it was literally the like, I'm going to talk to the cashier at the grocery store today. Cause normally I would go in head down, like, don't talk to me lady. And I woke up one day, I'm like, okay, you're going to tell yourself this week that you like meeting people and you like talking to people and just keep telling yourself that even if it's not true. And so I get to the grocery store and she starts to talk to me and my gut reaction is don't talk to me. And I'm like, no, no, you told yourself this morning, like you like talking to people. So then I had a conversation with her and then I found out this item I was buying was actually on sale and something cool came out of it. And then later I talked to someone else and they told me something else that was cool. So at the end of the day, I kind of went through and I took a catalog of like, okay, these are the people I talked to. This is a cool stuff that came out of it and just look for evidence 
that it was benefiting me. Mm. Uh, and now I don't even need to do that. But in the beginning, I needed to do that to kind of change that belief system and change that mindset for myself. Yeah, I, that's pretty interesting take, kind of like keeping inventory of the benefits of doing something outside of your comfort zone that might be a little bit scary. I remember, uh, I don't remember who, 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 who mentioned this, but it was somewhere, somewhere along the lines that, you know, entrepreneurs specifically, they just beat themselves up all the time because, you know, once you achieve something, you're just moving on to the next bigger goal and you don't really recognize those little wins. And I think that goes along with taking inventory of what you've achieved, right? And when you look back and look at those little wins, and I think my brother's looking at me because I'm pretty guilty of this. I do this all the time. <laughs> he has to remind me. A hundred percent. It's part of my uh, my daily list of items. <laughs> it's like, what happened Count yesterday? Where, where are the wins? Let's go over them as reminders. Yeah, me. when you don't remind yourself of those, when you don't take inventory, right? Like you stop probably appreciating the process, being grateful, which is going to help you to achieve that bigger goal and if you just forget about it you just probably you're just going to be focused on on the problem you're going to be too focused on the problem to actually probably benefit from it so I, i love that taking inventory of how this specific action benefited me in the long term yeah and even when it feels like it didn't right even when something's like a total flop instead of going well i screwed that up well, I, you know this is no good this sucks going like well like what was the silver lining in this like what did this teach me and what can i do differently next time and finding that little that little nugget piece uh and moving forward but yeah i related to what you're saying i remember someone saying to me once like it's like i just hit the goal post and then i keep heading for the next goal i don't stop and be like yeah and that you know when he said that to me i thought you know what i do the same thing like i need to stop and celebrate the little wins instead of just like running for the next one like spend some time here yeah yeah Ugh. so you, you said you have a question right? i'll let you i'll let you talk Thank you. Uh, I, I've been taking mic. over. That happens a lot. The introverts <laughs> taking over. Um, maybe, maybe I'm going to transition out of this, but I'm very curious. Uh, what was first, the book, the podcast, or speaking? Oh, good question. So I started with speaking at a little Toastmasters meeting just because I wanted to be mm. able to like go do a first-time homebuyer seminar or something, walked in the room, sat down didn't speak for like three meetings and then started to get comfortable because people were giving me good feedback. Like, Hey, you're, you're an okay speaker, you know, and every week someone would give me a little something and it would boost my confidence. So I started with speaking, realized I loved speaking. Like I love that hit you get from an audience where you just feel amazing. And then thought, well, what's another way I can speak? Cause I'm not like, I'm not good enough to get speaking gigs yet. So I'm like, well, I can make my own podcast and I can talk to other women who are super successful and I get to hear their stories and I, you know, get to speak. And so I did the podcast and then the book came last. And then now I, after the book, now I actually speak professionally, but there was definitely a, a progression. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm noticing a little kind of like trend here, right? I mean, we've talked about it to get better at something. You got to do the yeah. reps, you got to put in the reps, but I think something key here is that you also surrounded yourself in the right environment, right? You said you did Toastmasters, which for those that are not familiar with Toastmasters, um, I might be butchering the description, but it's pretty much a group that meets, you know, maybe let's say once a month. And drink and, and toast. And, <laughs> and uh, you guys pra practice public yeah. speaking, and I'm guessing there's some sort of feedback from the group in there. 
Yeah, exactly. In fact, I'm still in my Toastmasters group, like five years later, wow, I'm still, cool. we still meet every week for an hour and there's like phenomenal speakers in it. And I always thought it was just like learning to make toasts at weddings, but it's so <laughs> much more. It's all about like feedback and that's the best part of it. And the feedback is always like 90% positive. And then like, Hey, by the way, you could improve this a little bit by doing that. So you always walk away feeling amazing. Yeah but also with a little something you could make better. Yeah. Right? And yeah, it's just a great place. What are some of the, the, wait, this is the equation that I came up with right now. Okay. Reps plus environment equals confidence and progress. Huh? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. And like, like I sometimes use a soccer player analogy, right? If you want to be a great soccer player, you don't just go play soccer once a year and teach yourself. You, you do it every day and you surround yourself with great teammates and coaches and people that make you feel better. And then you, you get better by repetition. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I love that you use because like it never got better. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was, bo I was born the best. That's why it's impossible to hey, be better that, once you're the that best. That was a good comeback. Yeah, we're appreciate it. it. That appreciate was a good comeback. So, I love that you use the soccer example, though, because even though my brother is wearing a baseball jersey right now, <laughs> we are soccer players. Um, so we, that can be a conversation for another. That's super tangent. Um, you're wanting to say something what before. Are, so a lot of the people right that listen to the show might be starting out in content or they're they're trying to find their footing in like consistency or like they're trying to start a platform. Like lately, we've been working with a few people that are starting their own podcasting platform and, and their system. And there's a lot of like backend techie things that you got to keep an eye out, but like for on the speaking side, right? Like once it's funny because people get a lot of, this is the impression I get with the feedback of the community that we've been able to like start, right? Like a lot of, a lot of the questions come from what is the equipment? Where do I stream? What do I do this? And it's like all this distraction around the, the act of doing it. And then when everything is set up, that it's time to do it we dropped the ball. <laughs> We're like, we have the whole cameras. We have the thing. So like on speaking, or maybe like, maybe it's not the best interview initially, which is totally normal, right? Like what are some of the uh, most impactful tips maybe that you grab from, from your group, from Toastmasters and that you continue yeah. to implement every day? Yeah. Interesting. Because my obstacles was all the stuff that you were talking about. Yeah. Like I was like, well, I don't know how to do it. Blah, 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 blah. And I kept putting it off and putting it off. And yeah. someone said to me like, why don't you just hire someone to do all that crap? Like just do what you're good at. You're good at talking to people. So I ended up hiring a podcast producer and, but yeah, just recording that first one, I, I kept wanting to put it like I'd have it scheduled and then I'd be like, Oh my, we should reschedule. I'm not ready. You know, but just do it. It's like jumping in the water. Like just do it. It's not going to be perfect. If it's in fact, the first one, I forgot to hit the record button. <laughs> So I had to call my guests back and go, you know what? I really, I really love that you spent an hour with me today and it was amazing and Can none of it, it recorded. Can we come back and do that tomorrow? Right. So like stuff's going to go wrong, but then that turned into a joke on the actual one. So then yeah. we got to talk about how we screwed that up. And I, and she's like, she had this big post-it note that said hit record. When we oh, started. that's awesome. That's so Turn good. it into a big fun thing. And uh, yeah, but also just like, just, like if you had a fear of spiders, you wouldn't lock yourself in a room full of spiders, right? So if you have a fear of public speaking, you don't start with an audience of a thousand, right? Start with like a one-on-one -on -one interview or something yeah, that's yeah. recorded and then step it up to live and then step it up to a bigger audience. But like just a little at a time, not just, you know, yeah. the hardest thing you can think of to do. Dive in. <laughs> I know. I feel like sometimes that's my solution. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go all in. <laughs> and then you just burned out at the end of the day. Is I like the going one step at a time. It's a very viable solution. And I feel like I did, like, I don't know, you guys do this all the time, but I started <laughs> with weekly 
And after two months, I was like, I can't keep this up. Like, there's no way I can keep up this pace of the whole recording and the editing and the booking. And so I went to every two weeks and all of a sudden I was enjoying it again because I went from yeah. enjoying it. I love it. I love it to I hate it. I never want to record another episode. Yeah. It's too hard to oh now I'm enjoying it again. Like I had to find that little happy place where it wasn't eating up too much of my life, but it was still something I was enjoying. Yeah. What absolutely. you just mentioned is such an important element to content creation in general, right? Like, because... Uh, same thing like when we first started we we're like who who's the person that we want to mimic or we want to model and it's like three thousand posts a day right and we're like okay let's do it and then after like two hours of trying to edit one thing you're like no i'm done right and a lot of, a lot of people like go there and it, it, it sucks because the message that these people have to share with the world or their, their business like it's just so like people need that right so there's one thing in the publishing pyramid that we talk about, about your resources at your own capacity. So I love that you identify that. Like you were like, okay, th this is not serving me, right? At the end of the day, content has to serve us initially so we can actually be consistent to do this thing. There's a reason we do it three times a week. For us, the operational aspect is not it's not a lift. Like we, we set it up in a way where it's very easy to produce consistently. Uh, there's a system behind so we don't run out of gas. So that's another one. AKA get your brother to do it. <laughs> hey just gonna put this out there by the way we're hiring uh if you're listening and you're a podcast producer we're hiring so uh all thing podcast so send us a message mm -hmm. but also you offered because that was my job before but anyway so because i so here's full disclosure right i'm very lazy right so i'm trying to find a ways to like how can we make this very optimal there's a reason we do the intro live there's a reason we do the outro live there's no post-production it's grabbing this file and put it in there uh, Mr. Perfectionist here, uh, that recovering perfectionist, may I say, <laughs> um, is, is really good at the other side of things, the descriptions and, and the, the, the written part, which I'm not good at. So again, find that. You found your podcast producer that helped you do that thing. And But I love the fact that you were like, I'm okay with maybe twice a month, right? Yeah, I, because there's a lot of pressure to do it weekly. Everyone's like, if you don't do it weekly, you're going to exactly. lose followers, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but if I'm not doing it at all, I'm going to have no followers. Exactly. Like, I have to find the sweet spot. That's so good. That's so awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, there's a few elements that I, like, cut in our conversation with, like, the positive pressure when you put that 30-day deadline for the book, right? There's a lot of people like, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. Well, if you put that event in the calendar, it's going to, you know, pull you forward. You're going to... You're going to execute. And I think that's a big element that a lot of people need to do. Whether you're thinking about writing a book, launching a podcast, put, put that date in the calendar and tell it to everybody. Like you'll, you'll make sure that you get it done. Yeah. And I had to actually schedule a guest to get it done. Right. Because yes. if I didn't have that date scheduled and I didn't have someone showing up and I knew that they'd put time aside for it, I would have just kept putting it off. Like, cause I originally wanted to do a solo podcast, but I just kept putting it off and putting it off. And I'm like, no, if I schedule that guest and I know she's showing up and she's waiting for me, then I'm going to show up. And then I got the first one done. It's like, okay, well, that wasn't so bad. I can do this again. And so now I can mix and mingle them. But yeah, having that, whatever that thing is, it's going to make you show up. Just putting that, yeah. that anchor post there. I'm sorry. I'm going to repeat this again. Reps plus environment <laughs> equals confidence and progress. You put yourself in an environment with a guest yeah. that you will get it done, right? For us, for example, yes, a lot of the time, most of the time, you know, we have incredible guests. But there's times where it's only the two of us, but we are our environment. So whenever I don't want to do it, he pushes me and he's like, no, nah, we got to do it, right? We got to get stuff done. Monica, let me tell you, Friday was a big lift. I was mm -hmm. like, you don't want to do it. Let's do it. And he's like, I still don't want to. No, he was sick. He was sick. So I, ended up, <laughs> I ended up doing one episode. He did a, so he did a solo episode. Um, and, oh, sorry, go ahead. 
I was gonna say you guys had to do an episode because I didn't show up the first time. I had my date wrong <laughs> and I didn't show up. And you texted me like, "Are you coming?" And I did wasn't even checking my phone because I had it on the wrong day. And then you're like, "Okay, we're doing a solo episode." So you guys must have had to just like just roll it out on the spot, right? That's part and of I the back. Apologize by the way. I publicly no, apologize. no, no. It's okay. Fine. I mean, you're a high demand public speaking internationally, so like you're I mean, probably with your goats. Let's be real. You're probably <laughs> hanging out with the goats, enjoying life. So you're like, totally. the brothers don't make the cut. <laughs> Go, were you doing goat yoga? Is that what you were doing? Uh, well, you know, there may have been goat yoga involved. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know for sure, but it's very yeah. possible. But, but thank you for acknowledging that too, because, you know, there is a plan B, right? Like what happens? Like worst case scenario, you know, guests might not show up. It, there's elements that are out of the control. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's an emergency. Sometimes it's a calendar mix up. Like there's, there's different things that happen that is nobody's fault. But again, is that going to hinder your, like your ability to produce something, to create, right? So, I think that's an approach that we've taken that even plan B is always a solo episode and we're always on the lookout for things that we can talk about on the show because this is our main form of communication yeah. with, with the audience. And if not, here comes uh, a golden boulder. If you don't have anything to talk about at the moment, guess what? <laughs> you can talk about something that you already talked before. <gasps> Look at that. It's totally okay to talk about the same things. Yeah. Um, yeah, usually we have like the same couple of topics and we just present them in different ways as well, right? Different stories, uh, different analogies, and then we just figure out how to make it entertaining. We fight a little bit, you know, to spice it up through the podcast, but yeah. it's, it's fun to have a a way to something to fall back just in case something unexpected happens. Monica, do you have yeah. some, some action, like practical action points, maybe for people that are starting to publish, right? Whether that's a, that's a book or whether that's po podcast for their business, right? They're trying to connect that both of them. What are some things that, that you can share with them that they can do today? Or for my brother, that is very <laughs> awkward, you know, so he can overcome it. So in that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, for me, it's always seek help about stuff you don't know, because when I don't know how to do something, I just freeze up and I get like that whole analysis paralysis. What do I do? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, right. So I got to a point where the book was written, but then I'm like, well, do I self publish? Do I find a publisher? What format do I use? How do I choose a cover? And I got stuck there for like four months, like the book only took 30 days. But then Ooh, for yeah. four months after I'm just like, just stuck in this paralysis of and someone's like well why don't you just like why don't you reach out to someone who's an editor like why don't you get someone that knows how to do that so you know that's what i did is i i found this lady who was awesome and you know went through the book sent it back to me and said like these are the changes you know we need to make and then and i'm like oh cool do you know anyone that does covers and she's like actually, i actually have someone on my team that does covers i'm like oh do you know anything about how to upload to amazon i actually do that too and so all of a sudden like all these obstacles that were so hard that were freezing me up just by reaching out and outsourcing the things that I didn't know how to do it became so easy and now next time like and as we did it she'd show me a bit and I'd learn a bit and so maybe the next one maybe I'll maybe I'll publish that myself but or maybe I won't but for me it's it's when I get frozen like that it's either yeah. I I have too much information I don't know how to make a decision and I need someone to help me with it or I mm. literally don't know what to do and I'm overwhelmed by trying to learn it so I need to so outsource good. it so good uh it's you just gave the the framework for the rest of my life thank you <laughs> <laughs> um funny but uh, we laugh because this morning we because it's true <laughs> we, we had like this very intense conversation this morning after our team meetings and uh you know this came up right so 
I'm very happy. Thank you, Monica, for, for sharing that. And again, like, you're welcome. <laughs> I don't know what it was, <laughs> but I'm going to trust. Uh. No, but, but it's, it, it's true, right? Like we, we think sometimes that we might need all the answers or we need to figure out the answer, right? Or, and, uh, and even if the past, cause it's happened to me too, right? Like I've asked and we've invested and we go ask the, the, the people that have done it in the past and X, Y, Z. And then sometimes we're like, we have like this other problem and we're trying to figure out. Right. Um, and, uh, on the, on the company side, like on our, in, in the agency side, we're helping a client right now and there's going to be a massive book launch in the next like three, four months. And, uh, we had like a whole day meeting. It was like an eight hour meeting on a Sunday, which was incredible with all the key parts of, of this team. And then we came to realize at the end of the meeting that there was nobody on that team, even though everybody was amazing, nobody that had launched a book before. And we're like, what are we doing? <laughs> right, so we we had a bunch of yeah, and now you know we're bringing somebody in that has done it for multiple, and they done they done traditional TV, radio, like a bunch of stuff, with multiple proven books and proven frameworks, and we're like, sweet, like this is what we came up with. Like, is there everything wrong or everything right? So we're gonna find out next week to see how that goes. But again, same thing. Like sometimes it's it's such an easy thing to do but we we don't see it right. Like it's yeah. so. Thank you for yeah. sharing that. By the way, if you missed it, minute thirty seven seek help on, with what you need help with yeah seek help for sure yeah and in terms awesome. of like the actual concrete answer to your question like something that someone can use today that's useful one of the best piece of advice i got was get reviews before the book is published like mm. send it out to people get those reviews ready to go so that the day it publishes there's going to be a bunch of reviews there for people and it just adds that whole credibility piece right that was really good advice it was given to me uh, that's pretty good i think that's that applies awesome. honestly for uh, anything business not just a book just build social proof right rapport with the people that are going to be purchasing or engaging at all i mean yeah are you gonna launch are you gonna do a new offer launch guess what do a beta test group and then get their uh, testimonials post them on the on the sales page are you gonna launch a podcast get some testimonials from some people that maybe you've been on other on their podcast or some of your friends that have heard you talk and get them to give you a review and put it on your podcast page. I think that is a key, key action point right there. Yeah. 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 Monica, uh, where would you be if you didn't publish? Where would I be if I didn't publish? I mean, if I didn't have the book, it really accelerated a lot of stuff for me. Um, it accelerated, uh, like just having a book out there a, is instant credibility, right? Oh, you've written a book on the topic. You must know about it. Um, but in terms of speaking engagements, it's just like blown up my opportunity for speaking engagements, podcasts, TV appearances, things like that. Like I needed some help with someone to get me placed on the first few. Um, but once you've got them, then all of a sudden, you know, one TV episode turns into, Oh, can you call my friend who's a producer? They'd love to have you on their show. And, Oh, this, you know, and so one turns into another, um, awesome. but yeah, it's just to open up a world of, a world of opportunities. I would recommend it for anyone. And this is from someone who totally thought they could never, ever write a book. Um, one thing my kids said to me that I, I have, I may or may not have some pretty significant ADHD is when I said it, I was going to do it in 30 days and I was freaking out. He's like, mom, this is perfect for you. Like that is a perfect amount of time for you to hyperfixate on something <laughs> like this. What you're experiencing right now is called hyperfixation and it's going to wear off in about 30 days. So if you can hammer this book out in 30 days, you're golden. Like it'll be done. And, and so now when I, when I take on a new project, I've got like his voice in my head saying, 
this is a hyperfixation. Do it now while you want it really bad, you know. Ah, so uh, good. And it kind of pushes me through the hard work, and then you can coast from there because now you now you're past the hard work. But whether it's starting a podcast, writing a book, whatever, do it while you're in that phase where you're yeah. super excited about it because that's when you're gonna really get it done. I'm gonna do some research around that hyperfixation. I think I. I might have some of that. <laughs> yes. I get very obsessed with things for a while and then I'm like, eh, enough. Yeah. <laughs> Move on to the next thing. Move on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. He has this weird face where it's like after the 30 days, if he keeps doing that thing, then he starts the thing and then the next eight hours he doesn't do it. <laughs> so it's all good it's good that we're identifying these issues right so either yeah. you know we, we we fix them we acknowledge them right what was the framework right we acknowledge we tell the the truth right we I don't reframe know, the, truth, the framework with me we reframe the truth and then we take action whether that's doing or bringing somebody that can help us do it so uh yeah. oh that's awesome maybe i need some goats so i can focus <laughs> it does help it does help yeah do you ever do you ever sit down with the goat while you're working, kind of like pitting it like an, you know, like, like a villain, you know? I, yeah. I have not done that. But when I just, when my brain's about to blow up and I'm just done, I'm like, I'm going to go play with the goats for yes, 20 minutes. That know? is so cool. Back and you're all refreshed. Just yeah. so cool. Just throwing this out there for your next campaign of whatever you're going to do. You should totally yeah. dress up as a live show out in the goat yard. Yeah, yeah, like as a villain and just like have the just, goat, just like <laughs> epic lighting. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. You're like, why, why, why should you own goats to to crush in your business? <laughs> this is so awesome. Yeah. The goat framework. The goat framework. Uh, so good. Uh, Monica, where can people find you? Where can people find the book, uh, connect with you if they're interested to get to know you a little bit better? Yeah, absolutely. I am super easy to find as long as you spell my name right. Uh, but it's monicaparkin.ca, so Monica with a C, uh, or mortgagemonica.ca because it's in Canada. A book is on Amazon, Audible, uh, Kindle, whatever. Audible seems to just be the popular thing, though. It was number one new release on Audible a couple months ago. And cool. the Audible just, I guess people like to listen while they drive. But uh, yeah, it's just monicaparkin.ca or Mortgage Monica. Super easy to to find on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, yeah. on the World Wide Web. They were, we're going to leave all the links right below, guys. All Absolutely. you got to do awesome. is scroll down and, and click that yeah. link. I was looking uh, for domains right now, thegoatlady.com, but <laughs> it is taken, unfortunately. I can't believe I didn't get that one. It could be like the, the canadagoatlady.com. <laughs> <laughs> you can see my goat on the bottom of the first page of my homepage of my website if you're really, really desperate to see it. I do, I yeah. do want to see the goats. I mean, yeah. I feel yeah. like they they were the most talked about in, in this show today. <laughs> That's so exciting. But again, anything else you want to add before we head out? No, uh, just thanks so much for having me on the show. Uh, thanks for your infinite kindness when I no-showed. And um, yeah, if you're an introvert and you're trying to figure out your way, like you don't, you got superpowers you don't even know you have. You just, you know, that whole repetition plus environment, it's like the opportunity meets uh, preparation Repre thing, right? Yeah. Like just... Just start working on the skills you need. Start taking baby steps and and just look for evidence that it's working and, and keep moving forward. You've, uh, yeah. Thank it's you so awesome. much. Thank yeah. you, Monica. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Don't worry oh. about the no show. That was totally my fault. I did. <laughs> you totally, you totally made it up to It was totally my fault. You're but too it's nice. Okay. Thank You're you too that. nice. Yeah. Uh, Fonzie, anything else you want to add? Uh, I'm about to go get myself a goat. <laughs> 
That's what I'm about to do. <laughs> sure. You talk They're to Katie. Best in pairs. You're going to need two. <laughs> two? All right. Hey, two goats. That's fine. <laughs> Monica, he's staying at my house right now. We don't need any more goats. We have two kids and a husky. A okay? baby, a That's goat. It. No yeah. big that, deal. It's no. all good. I just want to put That's this out there. My brother just said, <laughs> we don't need any more goats. He's referring to me. The greatest of all time. The goat Fonzie. All right. With that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning to the Cotton Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite social media. And at this bros go. That is right. And if Monica here help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode and and leave an honest review. <laughs> Thank you. Bye guys. See ya.